What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You guys can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. That's where we post all of our new podcasts, articles, news and notes, and everything baseball-related on Twitter at EthosFantasyBB, and we are pushing for 1,000 followers we are very close. I think we're about 950 right now. Uh, we're just about there at the 1,000 mark. If you haven't already hit the follow button, I'd really appreciate you guys showing the support. E-T-H-O-S, Fantasy BB on Twitter, and you can get all that same content at sportsethos.com if you hover over the MLB tab. Now, you guys heard me say it yesterday. If you follow me on Twitter, you've seen me post about it once or twice. I've been pretty under the weather these last couple of days. My throat is absolutely killing me. I've been trying to get as much tea and honey and lemon into me as possible, and I think I've managed to give myself about a 15-minute window here to record uh, before I'm going to have to tap out again. So I wanted to give you guys – it's going to be another short podcast. I, I, yesterday's was about 15, 18 minutes. It's going to be probably even a little bit shorter today. Uh, I, I was feeling a little bit better yesterday than I am today, I think. Uh, today's just – the throat is absolutely brutal. I've had you know COVID kind of symptoms, and I know the word COVID is a taboo at this point, but I had kind of COVID symptoms for a while after I actually had it a couple of times. I haven't had it in a while, but the symptoms were kind of just there in the background. This is something different. I, mean, I know you guys will hear me cough in the background every now and then on the show. This is different than that, though. It's another kind of something going on. Anyway, I know you guys don't really care, but I thought I would just fill you in on what is going on with me, why I'm going to be sounding a little bit different, or why I sounded different yesterday, I'll sound different today, and possibly even tomorrow. Uh, it's been because of my being under the weather. So apologies for the less-than-usual amount of Twitter activity that I've done. The quick hits have not been there the last couple of days. I just haven't felt up to putting in the effort to going over those game logs and looking over the pitchers' outings and actually putting together notes that I feel confident and proud of, which is something that I, I really strive for. You know, I know they're quick hits. Uh, you know, my, my Twitter notes are not usually beyond about 10 tweets in a thread, but I put a lot of effort into them, and I haven't been able to do that over these last couple of days. And I don't want to put out something that is shitty or subpar just for the sake of making content. So I've taken a couple of days off. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be able to be well enough tonight to, to put in some research into tonight's games and today's games and actually put up some notes on Twitter. I'm not going to promise anything for sure, uh, but by the weekend, next week for sure, uh, we'll absolutely be back to full speed ahead. Just want to talk about some quick news and notes kind of updates that we have from today and also over the last couple of days, because I know yesterday was very short. We didn't get to everything. The day before, we had a guest on. It was Chris Towers from CBS Sports, the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. And as you guys know, when I have a guest on, it, I can't go through my usual route. I suppose I could, uh, but I can't really go through my usual routine of looking at the previous day's players and news updates. There's usually a specific topic. So we've missed a couple things over the last couple of days, and we are going to get caught up right now, and we're going to start off with Jordan Walker. So Jordan Walker had entered into a weird kind of playing platoon. Uh, he hadn't been playing very regularly at all over the last week or so. I think he was like three out of six games he played or something like that. And understandably so, people had started to kind of drop him in shallower leagues. Well, the Cardinals actually optioned him last night to AAA Memphis. It's, it's kind of strange. Like, he, he had a 12-game hit streak to begin his career. It was the long, you know, some, I forget exactly what the stat was. I'm not at my best right now, so forgive me. But it was something uh, along the lines of the longest hit streak for somebody under 21 since Ted Williams or something like It was some impressive kind of hit streak that hadn't been done in 60 years or so, something like that. But since his hot start over his last 
28 plate appearances. He's batting 192. Uh, the slash is 192, 250, 231. Uh, not good. Really not good. He hadn't been good defensively. And St. Louis is not a team where they were just going to let him play regardless of what happened. He had to come up and thrive. And he did originally, you know, initially, I should say, he looked very good. But it did start to tail off. And, you know, they're a team that has a lot of options. In the outfield, in their minor league system, they are a jam-packed team full of talent. With Walker, it was coming down to where were they going to play him. You know, they have so many outfielders. They have Arenado at third, which I believe he is naturally a third baseman. Like, I, I think that Jordan Walker's upbringing was as a third baseman. I could be wrong there because, as you guys know, I am not the most prospect-savvy person. But between third base and the outfield, there wasn't really much room for him to be getting in there. Um, well, they had been playing him in right field a lot of the time, but right field at this point, is it Burleson they have in right? I think it is Burleson in right. They've got O'Neill usually in left. They got Newt Barr in center. They got Taylor Motter, who they're getting out there. They got Dylan Carlson. Brendan Donovan's playing all over the place. It's just too many players there for them to really make the room for Walker if he wasn't making the room for himself, if that makes sense. He wasn't really holding uh, up the scratch, I guess, over these last week or so. Now, I, I still think, if you look at what he's done for the whole season, 274 average, two homers, two steals. It looks kind of crazy to send him down. Uh, a player with this kind of pedigree, a player of this magnitude being sent down after only a couple weeks, I don't agree with it. I understand why they did it. But I don't agree with it. I think that you should let a guy go through their struggles at the big league level or else how are they ever going to learn? A guy goes through a slump at the big leagues or at, in, the, in the big leagues, send him down to AAA and he's mashing AAA pitching again because he is, you know, beyond AAA pitching. It's not going to really teach him anything to go back down there and mash around some guys who he has surpassed at this point. So I'm not really sure what the long-term plan is in St. Louis. I think that likely we will probably see Jordan Walker back up again before too long, whether it's because of an injury or he plays himself back into a big league role. I don't know why Taylor Motter needs to be on the big league roster as opposed to Jordan Walker. Usually the Cardinals make really good decisions as an organization, so you kind of have to just trust them. <clears throat> but this is uh, a little bit strange still. I understand it. I understand that there's he's crowd, they're, they're crowded and they'd rather have him just get regular at bats at the, at the minor league level as opposed to trying to shoehorn him into the lineup most days. I think they should just let him go through at the major league level and you know have those struggles and work through those because I, I think we see it too often these days of teams sending players down after <clears throat> a bad week. A pitcher has a bad start and he gets sent down. I think it really can potentially hinder their development. And I know the Cardinals have not been off to a good start this year, but I don't know that necessarily sending Walker down is going to make them that much better. He was a guy who's, you know, bottom of the order bat. He's not going to make a huge impact in the grand scheme of things. Like, they're not 9-16 and 16 because of Jordan Walker. I think that there's a lot more that they have to work through in terms of their starting pitching, in terms of the way their bullpen uh, is constructed before you look at Jordan Walker as the problem. Now, he's gone from 86% rostered down to 66% rostered, and Yahoo League's down 20% over the last week. I'm still holding on uh, where I can. I understand in a 10-team league, if it's a very shallow format, not much point, really, in holding on. There's just too many options on a 10-team waiver wire. I would, you know, if you've got one of those minor league spots, then it's golden and a lot of yahoo leagues do i've talked my my league mates over the last couple of years into adding a minor league spot i wish there was more but we've settled on one for now if you have one jordan walker makes <clears throat> for about as solid 
uh, of an addition there as you can if he was dropping your league. Down 20%. That's a lot of leagues. Like, I want to just take a look at today. Today alone, 6,400 leagues have, have dropped him. 6,400 players have dropped him. <coughs> it is uh, not an insignificant number. So he's sitting on a lot of waiver wires. If you do have room on a 12-team plus roster, I think I would recommend it. 10-teamers, only if you got that NA slot. I wouldn't be eating zeros in a 10-teamer for the hope of Jordan Walker because I don't know that he is going to be that much of a needle mover in a 10-teamer, but I, I would still understand it based on the pedigree if you wanted to hold on anywhere. Uh, but I think 12 and beyond is where your, your sweet spot is going to be to hold him because we don't know how long this is going to be. This might be a week. This might be two weeks. This might be a month. He might come back up at the All-Star. I don't really know. Uh, who knows? Because this was unexpected to begin with. Now they have thrown a huge variable into the equation that they were willing to send him back down. We weren't – I would have thought if you – if I had put out a poll on Twitter the day before they sent him down asking, what are the odds that Jordan Walker gets sent down at any point this year? I would have wagered maybe 80% of respondents would have said he's in the big leagues to stay. So it's confusing, and it makes us question the entire process in general, but I think uh, you're still holding Jordan Walker where you can. The other kind of surprise demotion was Taj Bradley – I think this one is stupid. Uh, I really do. I, I'm not the biggest prospect person. You guys know this service time and the way that all that works is not my forte. From what I've understood from talking and seeing different tweets, Chris Clegg sent out a tweet. Our good friend Chris Clegg, who's been on the show before, sent out a tweet talking about how this is clearly service time manipulation. There is no other way to look at it other than they are bullshitting Bradley and the fans and fantasy managers, which I know falls well down the totem pole in terms of importance for the team. It's not even on the totem pole. Um, but at this point, I think it's just bullshit. I think that Bradley will still be a pretty big part of this rotation, considering the injuries. They have lost Springs for the whole year. We know Tyler Glass now is going to be, eh, is he going to be healthy? I don't know. I, I don't think we've ever really known that about Tyler Glass now, if he can be healthy for a full season. So, there's going to be room there. I don't think that Josh Fleming and Yanni Chirinos are going to be the guys who are, you know, in the rotation. The Rotowire blurb is very depressing that the Rays are expected to replace Bradley in the rotation with Chirinos and or uh, Fleming. They want to get Fleming more innings for some reason. I don't I don't know. I think this is just simply bullshit to, to add another year of service time or to remove a year of service time uh, in the grand scheme of things. I think it's... I think it's crazy, and I think he will be back up. If he was dropped in your league, uh, he should be back up sooner than later because they've said this is about stretching him out to a six-day schedule. Why can't he do this at the big leagues? I don't know. But I think that at this point you're holding on another great candidate in an NA kind of spot. If you have a minor league spot, uh, he makes a lot of sense, I think. He's gone down from 69% rostered down to 53% rostered in Yahoo leagues. I think that you should be stashing him. Where you can, uh, he's definitely somebody to look at. He has got eight, six, and nine strikeouts over his three games. Not the easiest stretch of opponents either. Boston is whatever. But then at Cincy, shutout over five and a third. And then against Houston, five innings where he's still solid. You know, it was three runs, four hits, five innings with six strikeouts. Against a team like that, you'll absolutely take it. And I think he will be back up sooner rather than later. We won't have to wait too long uh, to get Taj Bradley probably back at the big league level. I just want to go over one more note because I am struggling here. My throat is absolutely killing me. But it's about something that happened today, and it's Mitch Keller. Uh, I'm sold. Uh, I'm sold at this point on Mitch Keller. Six innings today against the Dodgers. He allowed two runs, five hits, struck out 10 against the Dodgers. 
This has been an impressive stretch for Mitch Keller and, you know, a rather tough stretch of opponents, too. He started off the year in Cincy and then against Boston and then Houston at St. Louis, Cincy again, and then the Dodgers. Very impressive what he has been able to do. I just want to pull up his ERA to date on the season, and it is 353. Pretty damn good stuff. The strikeouts have been there in spades. We're talking 35 innings, and we're talking 40 strikeouts. You got three wins so far for a team that you're not going to win a lot of games. I mean, he had five wins all of last year. I'm in on Mitch Keller at this point. Regardless of your format, I think even in a 10-team league, I'd be willing to add him. 44% rostered on Yahoo. That'll jump up. Uh, Pretty sure that will jump up quite a bit. Now, his next start is not going to be an easy one against Tampa Bay. But considering he just mowed through the Dodgers, and again, the Dodgers aren't you know, necessarily the same potent Dodgers we're used to, but he just mowed through them over six innings, uh, gave him a lot to deal with. So I think you'd probably be pretty comfortable starting him there, even against uh, Tampa Bay, which should be a fairly tough outing. I, be- I believe, uh, is it? yeah, it is Tampa Bay. I just wanted to make sure that it is Tampa Bay there. Uh, it'll be in Tampa, and I think that you're still going to be starting Mitch Keller because the way he started the season off has been incredible. I, even if you're not going to start him there, definitely somebody that I would be going and adding. These strikeouts seem legit. His performance as a whole seems pretty legit, and the early results have been very good for Keller and the entire Pirates team. They've looked very good so far. It will tail off. I've seen people talk about how, oh, they're legit this year. Oh, they're going to make noise. No, they're not. They're absolutely not going to win more than 70 or so games this year if you look at that roster and how it's constructed, especially without O'Neill Cruz. Let's not kid ourselves here. Uh, they're, they're not going to be a 500 baseball team by the end of the season. That being said, Mitch Keller, still somebody that I'd be picking up wherever you can. He's looked fantastic, and I would not let somebody else in your league uh, be the beneficiary of his performance. But, guys, I'm going to let you go there. I know this is not what I want to be doing. It's just I, I, my throat is killing me. It's the problem with doing a daily show and where you've committed to doing one every single day regardless of what's going on. You don't have the time or the luxury to be sick. You kind of just got to go through it. Where I will lack when I'm sick is the Twitter profile will not be as much and the podcast will be a little bit shorter for times like this where I am under the weather. But I'm hoping it likely won't be a long show tomorrow, but my goal is by Monday we'll be back up to an hour-long show and we'll be back right in the groove of things. Uh, working on next week's guest as well. We're going to have show number 300 next week. So there's a lot of fun stuff in the works here. If you guys haven't already, not the best day to be asking you this, but hit the subscribe and download buttons. If you haven't, uh, really appreciate all the new downloads, all the new subscribers coming into the show, and leave a rating and review if you have not done so already. It's stupid how much it helps, but it really does help the show to be seen by more people. So take a couple seconds, scroll down to the bottom of the page, hit that five-star button, leave a couple of kind words. It would mean a lot to me. You can check my work out over on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB for all the uh, latest updates and podcasts and everything else from our great team of writers and all of our great staff at Sports Ethos. You can get their work at SportsEthos.com. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll wrap up the week. We will look at a couple of pitching streamers, and I'll try and stretch it out to a half an hour tomorrow. But until then, guys, have a great night. Take care, and cheers. Cheers.